With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Full of frustration. Full of despair. From years of hurt. Disappointment. And relegation. Two British football fans have had enough. Canary Bird Elliot Holman and Wanderer Henry Hewitt are in search of glory, pride, passion, in search of silverware. And they found Major League Soccer. This is the MLS UK show. Welcome along, season two, episode 26. How did that happen? This is the MLS UK show. My name's Elliot Holman. And I'm Henry Hewitt. Here's what we've got for you this time around. Plenty to catch up on. So much has happened. We've got trades, new managers, MLS Cup finals. It's all on the way for you. Christian and Alexis, you know them as the soccer cooligans. They're on the show. Catch up with those guys. Plus, I opened my DMs for suggestions for the game with the changing name. We'll find out who you've come up with very soon. Are you ready? Let's go. Episode 26 is on. I don't even know where to start. So much has happened. I know. Uh, Well, I guess we'd better start from where we left off. The MLS Cup. MLS Cup final. What a day. What a day. Yeah, we had uh, we had fun, didn't we? We spent the day together. We uh, we watched the game. If we did it from, um, should we go backwards or should we go from start to finish on our day? Go start to finish. Okay. Well, you came to my uh, my house. We went into Manchester to the uh, classic football shirt store. It's like heaven. This yeah. is not spawn. No, it's no. like heaven in there. Uh, so there'd be like what five hundred, six hundred shirts yeah. in there, different teams, uh, different leagues, different countries. You were looking uh, for MLS stuff. You're also looking for Norwich City stuff. And the amount of yellow shirts we saw yeah. that weren't Norwich, like we're talking old Newcastle United away shirts, but then like Ghana and Cameroon shirts. You're like, there we go. There's Norwich. Oh no, it's a Ghana one for the fourth time. <laughs> but we saw a load of MLS stuff. 
And yeah, you were uh, you filled your your bag, didn't you? You filled your shopping bag. Honestly, spent way way too much. <laughs> um, there was I just I'm I'm on a mission. Um, as as we've mentioned, I'm on a mission to collect shirts from every club in MLS because uh, I want our studio to be full of them, full of merch. Uh, some people have been incredible, by the way, and got in touch and said, "Oh, we'll send you some," which is amazing. So thank you very much if you've done that. Still a long way to go, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I managed to get, uh, this is a test, managed to get a Port- old Portland Timbers jersey. Yep. Uh, I think it's from 2010. Something like that, yeah. Uh, managed to get a DC United away shirt. That was nice. Uh, Galaxy away with Beckham on the back. Yeah, that's, that's the main the, thing. That's the one. That pushed the price up. Yeah. Um, you got a Bolton shirt. Yeah, with JJ Cotter on the back. <laughs> so uh, that was uh, that was a top purchase from myself. So uh, still quite a few teams to to get, still quite a long way to go. But um, I, it's like heaven in there, honestly. And they put us on their Instagram page as well because they were like, these guys are coming and they're only interested in MLS shirts. Like, <laughs> are they all right? Um, they posted uh, on their Instagram, so uh, that's that's worth a look just for just for us looking um, inconspicuous in our woolly hats in the in the cold weather. I know it was uh, it was a bit chilly in Manchester that day, wasn't it? But then we left. We watched Liverpool v Man City, and then we watched the MLS Cup. And uh, Seattle Sounders are our MLS Cup champions 2019. But more importantly, they are our unofficial. MLS UK show champs. Yes, if you're listening for the first time to the podcast today, uh, well, welcome. Welcome along. Yes, uh, you're probably here for the Cooligans. We we get that, but <laughs> stick around. But uh, what we've been doing, starting with uh, Atlanta, of course, won MLS Cup last year. Uh, we've then tracked it as if the MLS Cup was on the line every game so kind of like boxing or wrestling or whatever so of course first game of the season Atlanta lost to DC so DC were champions and it went all the way down the line on the last game if Columbus had beaten Toronto Mm -hmm. Columbus would have held the uh, unofficial title they lost so Toronto took it into the playoffs and of course Seattle then were our champions yes MLS Cup final for me was I loved it because last year I didn't enjoy it so much because I watched it with you and it was Atlanta and then they won and it was just it was all a bit too much I'll be honest yeah I uh, I enjoyed it we just chilled as neutrals and we could properly enjoy the game um, but obviously uh, Toronto were missing Altador as they did throughout the whole of the playoffs but I think the best team won. Yeah, you've got to agree. Um, Toronto, I don't know. It's difficult. I can imagine it's really tough when you go into someone else's stadium like obviously in Europe most of the time when it's a final it's in this country it's at Wembley or if it's a Champions League it's at a neutral venue and I know it's difficult when you're then going as an away team the whole stadium is very partisan towards one team so it must be tough but Seattle did what they needed to do they got the win um, second half a vast improvement on the first half I've got to say Yeah. Uh, but Alcidor got his goal and Seattle won you know you just said about people listening for the first time, people yeah. here for the Cooligans. Um, we should maybe explain the game with a changing name? Yes, so what this is, we choose a player every week or every episode uh, that has played in both MLS and England. And then you've got to guess, well, I've got to guess, as well as you listening, uh, who it is based on their career path. Yeah, so um, I'm quite bad at remembering who I've already done. Um <laughs> Yeah, we've done Michael Mancian a few times now. Yeah, I did, did Michael Mancian twice, uh, unfortunately. But um, yeah, I've got one today that I don't, I don't think I've done before, and I don't really know why. Okay, uh, it's one of those. Um, 
So I opened my DMs earlier on today to suggestions for the game with a changing name. If you've got one now, and if you're listening now, it's not too late because I can use them in the coming weeks. Send them over. Uh, we're looking for a player that's played here in the UK and over in the States or Canada in MLS. Um, now, John got in touch and said, oh, it's about time you had a Coventry player. And Stephen got in touch and he said, come on, mate, get some Norwich players on here. <laughs> so I've managed to combine the two requests. Wow. Thinking I'm clever. Uh, so today's player yeah. started their career with Lincoln in 1993. Huge team. The Imps uh, played there for a couple of years. Uh, ended up at Coventry. Huge team. Where they played 94 times. The Sky Blues. Then went to Norwich and played yeah. 174 times and moved to MLS in 2008. Right, okay. I have omitted some clubs, not because it makes it easy, but because they literally just weren't really worth mentioning. Hmm. If I had to have a guess now... There's only really one Norwich player. Well, I guess there's two because well, there's a few actually. Uh, I know you've mentioned. Do- I know Dom Dwyer never played for the first team, but he has been seen in Norwich shirt. So I well, know, yeah, when he was about. I know six. you've mentioned that, and you've mentioned Kai Kamara as well. Who oh, played, legend! Scored in the Prem for Norwich. Played for Norwich. Well, there's only one other player that you've ever really mentioned who has played in MLS and Norwich. And I know this player also played for Coventry City, so I've got a feeling and know who it is. Okay. But we'll wait till the end. Okay. Um, If you've got a guess for us, tweet us at MLS UK Show. We'll know if you're cheating, so don't just wait till we give you the answer at the end. I don't really know how we'll know, but we'll know. Uh, Tweet us at MLS UK Show. Send us your guesses, please. Lincoln, Coventry, Norwich and moved to MLS in 2008. Who is it? Elliot Holman. Henry Hewitt. MLS UK Show. Right, as we said before, delighted to say later on in the podcast, Alexis and Christian, the Cooligans, are on the show, joining us from New York. I did the interview on a conference call. It felt like I should be trying to sell them stationary supplies (laughs) or asking how their region's doing. But uh, no, it was a great chat. I can't wait for everyone to hear it. We really appreciate them coming on and, and joining us. So uh, that's coming up later on. But first, we need to discuss everything that's happened in MLS because <laughs> since our last episode, episode 25, where we covered the MLS Cup final, there has been so much that has happened and people on Twitter and Instagram have been messaging us going, guys, is that it for the season? When's your next podcast? There's so much to talk about. And we're like, we know! <laughs> Trying to digest it all. Uh, but if we wait any longer... There's going to be way too much for us to to try and work our way through. So let's just jump straight in. Can I just throw throw out there probably the biggest thing that we need to talk about? Go on. Thierry Henry to MLS manager, coach of Montreal Impact. Yes. I mean, just throwing forward to the Cooligans again. I asked Alexis about this because he's a big Arsenal fan and he's excited. We're all excited. Even if you're not an Arsenal fan or a, a Red Bulls fan or a Barcelona fan or whoever else he's played for. This is big news. This came the day after the Ibrahimovic news. So it was kind of like, oh, we've lost Ibra, but look at this. Yeah. We've got Henri back. My favourite thing about it was um, we kind of broke the news on our Twitter. And I put a picture of Thierry Henri up and I said he's joining Montreal Impact. And I captioned it with the former New York Red Bulls striker. Uh, Which is, he is. Yeah, is joining um, Montreal Impact as a coach ahead of the 2020 season. And... 
wow. Arsenal fans did not like that. <laughs> and they were like, uh, what do you mean, New York Red Bull? Yeah, because that's what he's famous for, playing for New York Red Bulls. Oh, uh, have you ever heard of the Premier League? Yes, thank you. Uh, I'm from England. Uh, my dad was an Arsenal fan growing up. My dad's literally from Highbury. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm very aware of Thierry Henry's work in uh, in an Arsenal shirt. Did have to point out the name of our account, MLS UK. Um, don't really care about Arsenal. He was immense. He was amazing. Yeah. What made him who he is? He's a legend, Premier League legend. But we're an MLS account, so kind of more relevant was the New York Red Bulls part. Yeah, well, you uh, responded to the the person who tweeted us, and I was hoping you would then tweet going, sorry, we've amended it, and former Barcelona Champions League yeah. winner Thierry I was, Henry. I was very tempted, <laughs> very, very tempted. Uh, but, I mean, this is great for the league, isn't it? Like, Thierry is a, a massive name. He knows the league as well, which is going to be interesting to see how Montreal do because, like, uh, you look at... Frank Dubois, for example, who had to learn about MLS and the start of the season was a bit shaky for Atlanta. Thierry Henry, he knows about the trades. You'd think so anyway through playing in yeah. the league. And uh, he speaks French, which helps in Montreal. Yeah, so, the whole press conference was in French. Yeah. I watched it thinking I was going to get a little... Uh, I just couldn't wait. I couldn't wait to hear from him, see what he thought about MLS and the move and how he was going to approach it. And Yeah, uh, je suis... Uh, dans le... oh, sorry, what? Ah. <laughs> uh? It's exciting for the league. Hopefully he speaks a bit more English this season. I hope so. Can we get him on? Can we do a French interview with Thierry Henry? Can we make that happen? Um, well, I mean, this is the thing is that when it got announced, because the article that Montreal put on their website was in French, I saw this picture of Henri and it was all in French. I was like, what's happened? Like, I don't know. I can't understand this. Is he number three scout? Is he coach? <laughs> yeah. Is he captain? Is he back as a DP? What's going on? Uh, but no, very exciting. Um, we'd love to know from Montreal fans uh, to tweet us if you're excited, if you're a bit nervous about it, how do you think he'll do? Because I guess for the rest of the league, it's great. We're looking at Thierry Henry's joint, but we don't support Montreal. Like Montreal are having to deal with it. So if Henri doesn't do well, it's Montreal that are going to suffer. The rest of us are still like, oh, it's Thierry yeah, Henri. Yeah. yeah, I don't care. Thierry Henri's here. Yeah. Um, one thing I will just, I do just want to bring up. Okay. Since we started this podcast, there's been one opinion that I had. Like we do podcasts, you know, every other week on average, uh, averaging like 25 a year, right? And I say a lot of things, most of them, not factually correct uh, mm -hmm. and opinions that no one agrees with. However, True. Uh, one that I came out with, which is, seems to have just stuck with me forever, is my opinion on Remy Gard. <laughs> you uh, weren't his biggest fan, were you? From the moment they went for him, from day one, mm -hmm. you, I mean, you'll know this because you gave me more stick about this than most people. I, but what did I say? When it goes wrong, it goes so spectacularly wrong. And I was proven right. Because they were they were keeping pace with Philadelphia at the top of the league. And by August, they were out of the playoffs and he was gone sacked. Yeah, it was a bit surprising that, especially because they had to play a lot of games away, if you remember, at the mm. start of the year. So uh, for them men to, that seemed to be better for them and they fell, fell off when they started playing at home. But yeah, it's I don't know. I, I'm not... I don't care about Remy Gard. That's in the past. It's Thierry yeah, Henry. No, no, no. The only reason you don't care is because you don't want to admit I was right. There's partly that, but <laughs> it's Thierry Henry. <laughs> We've had tweets saying, 
I thought I, I read that wrong. I thought it was Henry that's been <laughs> Montreal manager. Yeah. Which I responded saying, "Well, my record in management is probably close to uh, Thierry Henry's at Monaco." This is true. But uh, yeah, it's it's so exciting. To, we if you are sort of I don't know twenty to whatever forty, you remember Thierry Henry, especially if you're a big fan of the Premier League. Mm. He was the guy for a few years when Arsenal went unbeaten he was the guy I used to when I played football I used to wear my socks above my yeah, knees yeah pull your socks up yeah, yeah like Thierry Henry uh, when I played on football manager I would create myself put me up front with Thierry Henry so in the formation 4-4-2 it would Henry read, and Henry well Henry Hewitt uh, ah nice so, uh, so yeah so I'm excited for it I'm, I couldn't agree more literally if you if you're a little bit younger and you're a bit uh, Thierry Henry was a bit before your time, which feels very strange to say. <laughs> um, just go on YouTube, just search like Thierry Henry's best goals, and then just be like, okay, this guy's coming to MLS. Yeah. Because he, it's incredible. Oh, it's a shame he's not playing. So that was uh, something that happened. Very exciting. Something else that happened, Ibra. Can I jump in with this one? Go on. I realised that I don't care. Really? I was I disappointed. I was here for it at the start, yeah. and the debut was incredible, the El Trafico, and it was all written in the stars, but I'm a bit bored of it now. I don't think I'm the only one either. The guy is a legend, yeah, and he kept saying silly things and then going on the pitch and backing it up so you'd let him say more silly things, but I'm done with it now. I think I'm, there's only so much, so much of that we can take. Oh, I must admit I was disappointed when I read it and he said that everyone in LA and in the US can go back to watching baseball um, I was disappointed just because it's, it's Ibrahimovic and Ibrahimovic has probably given MLS the most how can I put it the most impactful moment it's ever had that debut where he came on scored that 35 40 yard goal that is the biggest I'm here moment. Rooney had his moments, but that is just, for a moment, that was incredible. Now, we uh, tweeted out saying, what's your team's moment of the decade a few weeks ago? If For me, if we had to do a moment of the decade for MLS, it would be that moment. Because really? Just, honestly, it just, it went all around the world and it was, there was a lot of hype behind it and he just delivered. That would be my moment of the decade. His team won MLS Cup and that's his moment of the decade. <laughs> Yeah, no, and that was great. Don't get me wrong. And Atlanta have had some great moments. But that, for a single moment, I think whoever you supported, apart from LAFC, I'm sure you were a bit uh, gutted when you when that went in if you're an LAFC fan. But for everyone else, it was like, wow, okay, stand up, applause, Ibra's here. Yeah. And I just think it's a shame that he's, he's leaving the league. I do agree, to be fair. I do agree. It's a massive moment. But I just, I don't know. The league's moving on. And the parting comment about the baseball thing, I don't, I'm, I'm over it now. All right, he came, he saw, he didn't win anything. No, and I, I'm done with it now. I'm done with the with the pensioners. <laughs> Same age as Henri, and Henri's managing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, in that case, then uh, our next talking point, uh, where we do look forward, it's going to be an interesting time if you're Chicago Fire oh, fan. Oh, don't. However, uh-huh. they have released their new badge to celebrate returning to Soldier Field and um, it's not got down well, has it? Oh, dear, oh, dear. How would you describe it? If you've not seen it, which I'm sure everyone has, it, we put it on our social media, it, everyone's had to comment about it, but if you've not seen it, Elliot, how would you describe the Chicago Fire badge? Can I swear? <laughs> no. 
terrible. Uh, yeah, it's the yellow. Is it orange or yellow and red fl- sort of uh, paint flames? It's as if it's been done on Microsoft Paint. Well, with... it's RSL color. It's RSL blue. Yeah. The actual badge is RSL blue, and then you've got like basically the Vancouver sort of design. They tweeted about it. Did you see it? Yeah, <laughs> but it's so true. Yeah. Um, with the yellow and red from RSL. <laughs> so, like. I mean, so much of it is is wrong. If I'm going to give you a true opinion on this, because a few people have tweeted me about it. Yeah. As a neutral, okay, I've never been to Chicago. I wasn't in Chicago when all of these, you know, gang things were around and they're saying that it's bringing back that. I, I'm, I'm, as a pure neutral from across the pond, Chicago Fire, you'll agree with me, Chicago Fire, not a glamorous side. Haven't been playing well for the last few years when we've been watching. Nope. Have spent a lot on players' wages. Were way up there in spending Top on players' six, wages. Yeah, and have achieved nothing. Didn't make the playoffs this year. Moving back to Soldier Field now. That again was before my time. Everyone's happy about it. Great because it's downtown. I'm all for that. The original badge has got heritage, and I get that. Yeah. As a neutral, doesn't do a lot for me. It's all right. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I'm not. I'm not ingrained in the culture, so it's all right. But it's ten times better than what they've come up with. The new badge is not even in their colours. I'm so confused. Someone's tweeted it, but they've like redone it on Photoshop in the Chicago Fire colours, and it looks ten times better. Yeah, well, I'd, I'd be interested to see how it fits on a shirt. I've got to say about whether mm. they have it because it's more of a, it's like an oval sort of shape, isn't it? When you got Chicago Fire in it, so whether they're going to stick with the oval. But are they still wearing red? Yeah, well, this is the thing. Or whether they're going to put it as a a circle and it's like, I don't know, stitched on. I don't know. But, you know, it's all part of the the plan going forward for Chicago. So you've got to trust that... Don't like it. You've got to trust that they, they know what they're doing. However, you know, we've had Chicago fans on this podcast before who have said... No, the the front office and back office don't actually know what they're doing at Chicago. No one's got any faith in them whatsoever. The the my biggest issue with it and the biggest thing I've read is that the um the crown that they've used kind of harks back to not particularly nice times in Chicago right, okay. with uh, gang culture, etc. Have they done any research into this whatsoever? Do they know what they're doing? It's worrying. It really mm. is worrying. Let's hope it it's the fortunes on the field, the soldier field that people are talking about. Uh, by the way, Chicago fans, if you want to listen to Kalen Carr talking about what he thinks uh, of Chicago's changes, uh, we did it before the badge, but he talks about how he feels about Soldier Field and stuff like that. You can listen back to episode 23 of this season where he also talks about his time with Houston in MLS Cup and stuff like that. Yeah, didn't ask him about the badge. He hasn't tweeted about the badge either. <laughs> Keep him very tight-lipped on that one. <laughs> MLS UK Show with Elliot Holman and Henry Hewitt. Still to come, we've got some trades to talk about and ahead of Thanksgiving, we'll be seeing what we're thankful for (laughs) as uh, people that cover MLS. But I'm delighted to say now, going to be joining us on the podcast are two guys that cover MLS, two comedians that are... 
they, they're so funny and they cover it in their own unique way and we're so happy that they've joined us on the podcast. Unfortunately, you couldn't be here for the interview, could you, Elliot? I you had were... to watch through the window. Yeah, it was so sad. You were working at the radio station we work at. You was on air at the time. Yeah. This is the only time we could catch them and you was like a, a lost puppy who was looking through as I was like laughing. Going, <laughs> I was in you this, guys are great. that studio next door, literally the other side of the glass and I could just see you like laughing away, having a great time. And the worst thing is, I can listen in, like on the on the putting the fader up for the studio. I could just listen in, and I was like, oh, wish I could be there. Well, you wasn't there. The MLS UK Show. Welcome to the MLS UK Show. It's Henry here, and I'm delighted to say, joining us on the phone, we've got comedians, the presenters, the gulliest people talking about soccer in the states. It's the Cooligans. Hey, hey what's up? I've never heard Gully is said so proper. <laughs> uh, well, you're on a UK show now, guys. But uh, <laughs> um, welcome to the show. Anyone who follows MLS here in the UK knows about you guys. But you've recently joined us in Europe. Was it in Germany you was in? Yeah, we went out to uh, Frankfurt and Dusseldorf. So what, That's right, yeah. What was that like? Tell me about the, uh, the match day experience and also like all the food you had. Tell me about what was it like to go to Germany? Let's start with the food because, again, uh, this is the Cooligans. Uh, so why would we start with soccer? Uh, <laughs> the, <laughs> I mean, pork knuckle might be one of the single greatest inventions of all time. Uh, so uh, thank you, Germany, for just taking a pig's foot and saying, I think we could get something out of this. Uh, the, <laughs> the experience itself was pretty insane. Uh, Christian and I had never been to a Bundesliga match. Uh, and you know, you hear, uh, so many remarks about the atmosphere and in America, we, we really don't focus too much on the Bundesliga. It's certainly around. We get to see it a lot during champions league, but we don't focus it as much. And the atmosphere was absolutely insane. We were at the, uh, at the match where, uh, Bayern lost, uh, five to one to, uh, Eintracht Frankfurt. And that was incredible with Eintracht fans and stuff. It was absolutely insane. So happy I got to go. I mean, it was also cool to see Jerome, Jerome Boateng get a red card, you know, eight minutes into a match. Uh, so he kept it on brand. So that was nice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was definitely what they, um, what Bundesliga made it clear. Like, hey, look, the match day experience is very different. In England, the Premier League match day experience is a little bit different. You know, you're, you're not having uh, uh, gigantic TIFOs and, and, and flares and, there was such a high amount of flares that I thought a fire was going to break out in, uh, you know, at some place in the stadium. It was like pretty, pretty intense. Uh, but that uh, is, it's, it's almost second to none. I mean, it, I, you, you don't sort of get the feeling on television where when we watch it here uh, and when you're actually there, you're like, this is wild. Uh, and they really take this seriously. They enjoy their, their footy out here. Uh, yeah, so is that something that maybe we could see in MLS? I know you do, you guys do the TFOs and stuff like that, but maybe the flares, or is that just a bit too much for uh, for the soccer experience? I think it's something that the fans want, but uh, MLS has done a really good job of sort of, uh, I I don't know how to, I guess, suppressing that. You know, there there's a lot of safety concerns when it comes to the stadium, which I think is something that all of Europe just doesn't care about. They're like, hey, this might cause a fire. They're like, okay, cool. That'll be fun to watch. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, it, like in, a, in the U.S., especially when it comes to, like, when we go see games at Yankee Stadium. Yankee Stadium, after everything that's happened in New York, has more police officers in it than I think all of Germany. Uh, <laughs> there's just 
police officers everywhere. So something like a flare, which is combustible, they're just not going to let you do that. And trying to explain that to an American fan of a sport that's not soccer, and they're like, wait, why would you want to throw, why would you want to hold a flare during a football game? Or why would you want to hold a flare during a baseball game? And you're like, you know, because we scored. <laughs> you know, it just doesn't make sense to them. Yeah, I can't imagine. Let's say, for example, golf. I don't know. I don't know whether flares would work in golf. I mean, they <laughs> desperately, they desperately need it. That'd be, <laughs> <laughs> That'd be lovely. There's only one Phil Mickelson. So, like, I mean, have you? Because um, I know Alexis, you're a big Arsenal fan. Have you? Have you seen much soccer in in the UK? Have you been over? Yeah, I have. Um, I went to uh, my first Arsenal match. I've been a fan since I was a kid, but, you know, it's very expensive to go uh, to the UK. So it didn't go much, and I grew up without a lot of money. But uh, my wife and I went uh, a few years ago. Uh, we got to see a match at the Emirates, which was incredible. I did not go to Highbury because I know they made it into apartments, and I can't, I can't bear to see that. To me, it still exists. We just don't play there. You know, Thierry Henry is still sliding around that field. You know, I don't want to believe that that's now apartments and like a courtyard where dogs poop, you know. Um, so, yeah, I, I absolutely love it. I will say the Bundesliga for me had – I saw a couple of matches in the, in the UK. I think the Bundesliga had a much better overall fan atmosphere uh, by far. Um, and I think the, there's, the banter is certainly better and the chants are certainly a bit more condescending in the UK and they're more funny. So as a comedian, I prefer that. But for an overall fan experience, if you're going to try to convince someone to become a fan of soccer, I'd probably start at a Bundesliga match before I go to a UK match. Just on that note, then, I mean, bear in mind, we are a family podcast, but if uh, both of you, what's the, the, uh, the best chant you've ever heard? Can you remember? Oh, it's a great question. Oh, one that you just remember. Uh, um, I just love, I love when someone, when an entire crowd of people commit to a certain melody just to tell someone to F off. I mean, that is the greatest, you know, as a, as a New Yorker and a comedian, I mean, you really are tugging at my heartstrings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm an Everton fan, so there's nothing to chant about. There's, there's nobody to <laughs> deliver banter about that won't get you severely roasted in return so i haven't really heard any good ones well i guess when the nickname of the club is the toffees you, you're not really going to have that much aggression are you exactly <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, just so sweet <laughs> so uh due to the success of the cooligans i mean you guys get to do some pretty cool stuff you was at the all-star game but you was at the mls cup as well um i want to ask you about your experience watching that in a moment but first of all and in particular uh, experience you had where a fan threw what some water over you what happened there <laughs> oh i mean that was just the uh we were at, at mls cup uh and we uh were saying hello after seattle sounders won uh won the mls cup we went to a couple friends in the supporter section uh to say congratulations and uh, we did not realize that as members of media, we were not allowed to be there. Some some teams, like uh, a couple of weeks prior, we were in LA uh, for the LA for El Tráfico, and uh, we uh, we were invited by by uh, a couple of supporters, and everybody was welcoming, and and they, they wanted us to kind of experience what it was like to be a part of the three two five two. But when we were in Seattle, someone was not happy that we were there. Uh, and then started throwing, uh, just so, just started splashing us with water. Not, not an incredible amount, but enough to notice that, hey, we're not welcome here. And then somebody came up to us and said, hey, you're not welcome here. 
and we and we left as uh, you know we were trying to be respectful, but I mean that was it was the first time something like that has happened. But we understand that that's a reality um, in some supporter sections. But we I guess we sort of had to learn the hard way. Other than that, then, what was the whole experience like? Like before the game, after the game? Uh, like, did you get to socialize much in Seattle afterwards? What was the reaction after they won? Yeah, it was an early match. I mean, they finished. Uh, MLS Cup had been, you know, decided by what three thirty in the afternoon. So, uh, or as you guys say, what was fifteen? Uh, half, half, half fifteen. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to figure it out. But like for us, I mean, it was like we had all day. I mean, these people were drunk before dinner was served. You know. So yeah, and and overall, like we had never been to a match in in, in Century League Field. And it was an incredible experience. I mean, it was uh, 60,000 people there. And it was comparable. I mean, the year prior, we were in Atlanta at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, and there's 72,000. So it's like these these last two MLS Cups have been, you know, just enormous sort of experiences comparable to what you may see in Europe, Some, you know, even more than, than a lot of those the stadiums in Europe. And CenturyLink itself... They have like um, seismologists, right? Because they, you, you actually, when, when Seattle Sounders score, you do feel the, the stadium shake. There is um, a, a, an earthquake in, in between that hits between one and two. In um, yeah, you, 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 but you physically feel it. It's not like I've heard it. I've heard about it on television, especially with uh, Seattle Seahawks games. But you actually feel an earthquake when they score, which is surreal uh, and actually very worrying. But it's <laughs> it is a, a fun experience without uh, without a doubt. Yeah, I mean that's interesting because I guess you think, oh, it's exaggerated. But no, you're saying that is legitimately you get that sort of feel when they do score. Yeah, I mean, when they scored the first goal, I immediately grabbed the table because it felt like the stadium was falling out from underneath us. That's how much that shake. Yeah, the building itself physically shakes like you see in the movies when there's a, a small earthquake, like a tremor. So is it a bit like is it Jurassic Park where stuff sort of shakes a little bit and you're looking at each other? Oh, yeah, that's exactly yeah. What, what it's like. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, and then you have to you know you see your other, water, other, see <laughs> see your water shake. Dinosaurs are looking through the window. You have to duck. It's a uh, it's a pretty harrowing experience. But it was cool that I got to meet Jeff Goldblum every time they scored. That was so cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, I want to because obviously, since that Seattle game, a lot of stuff has happened in MLS. And I'm not going to go through every single thing. I just want to get your opinion on a few of them because I guess there's, there's two guys that cover the league and you cover it. You're looking for the, the, the dramatic moments or the funny moments or the, the most talked about moments. Zlatan leaving, is it a bit of a shame? Because I guess you're going to have to look for all this new content next season now. <laughs> yeah, uh, Zlatan leaving uh, is is upsetting, uh, but we're excited that uh, the new manager of the Houston Dynamo is Mauricio Pochettino. Uh, that's gonna... <laughs> I like that there's a, at least, um, you know, even though Zlatan is leaving, uh, you know, there was there was a lot of comedic fodder available uh, even before he arrived, I think he he made things a little bit. I don't know. I think as a comic, he he's such a ridiculous figure that that kind of sees his he's he's self aware enough that he's a little difficult to make fun of because he's just like kind of uh, a jerk, like as, as like a you know he's he's a, a villain and he chooses to be. So he he's not always funny because he he's kind of 
a weird character uh, to some degree. But I think we'll be fine overall. There's, I mean, with Henri uh, joining the league, that's what I'm sort of most excited about and seeing how uh, we're going to get to talk about the Montreal impact a little bit this season because we, we did not have much uh, to talk about, uh, you know, the, the, this just past year. Yeah, I guess like Montreal do fall into that bracket of teams that kind of go a bit unnoticed until they sign like Drogba or Henry. Alexis, as an Arsenal fan, and I know you've actually you spent a day with Thierry Henry, didn't you, uh, a few years ago? Are you excited to see him back in the league? I am uh, as wildly excited as you can expect. Uh, this is going to be good for the league. Um, I hope it goes better than it went in Monaco. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I mean... I think overall for the league and for Montreal, which is a place I go to a lot because it's really not that far from us here in New York City, um, and I have a lot of friends up there, they feel like they're, they've never really had um, or been able to build a strong connection with that club uh, because of uh, whether it's mishandled or mismanagement or they've had eight managers in nine years or whatever it is. Uh, they've just never really been able to develop um, sort of a strong bond, and I hope this can be it. And that additional spotlight on the city of Montreal is going to be great for them. And, dude, we get to talk and hang out with Thierry Henry, maybe. We get to talk to him at a press conference. Maybe, you know, we shake each other's hands and he looks at my eyes and realizes we should be best friends. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, no one's ever realized that with Alexis. But we'll see. Hopefully, it'll happen. It's because we've been waiting for Henri. <laughs> Just me and you, TT. <laughs> Imagine us riding a two-person bike in Montreal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure after this goes out, I'm sure somebody who's good at Photoshop can uh, sort that out for you. At least you can have a, a map yeah, up for some friends. <laughs> uh, well, guys, just before you go, because you guys, comedians, you like to think out of the box. If you had to choose something to happen in the close season, it can be as mad as you want it to be. Something that you would want to happen for MLS next year, what would it be? Mm, what would it be? Um... So, you know, we're in New York and we, we, we follow NYCFC. I mean, I, I was just about to tweet this. I was just going to say, I think we should make the MLS expansion draft illegal because they took Ben Sweat and I'm sad. Uh, because <laughs> every time, especially whenever we've, we've had a, a player on our show, we, we, it, immediately we start feeling, you know, a bond with the player and we sort of are way more concerned about his career. Uh, and we've... Uh, and Ben Sweat, you know, it's like a, it's a strange thing to us. We that it's difficult to believe. Like when you know, we'll we'll go to an a, an event with them for for NYCFC, and Ben Sweat is like, "Hey, how's it going, Cooligans?" And we're like, "Oh my God, he like, not only has he done our show, he remembers who we are. He knows what we look like. Like that, that's it. We're we're like in love with this man. So we, we gave him his nickname. nickname. We gave him his nickname, Sweatinho, which is crazy. <laughs> uh, and people <laughs> and people started calling him that, and it was just like surreal. Uh, so that's that was my that'd be my first thing. Get rid of the damn expansion draft because all it all it does is break people's hearts and nothing more. I would say I want I want Slaton to become the manager of Vancouver Whitecaps <laughs> and really Canada is going to be lit. You know? <laughs> and you yeah. know he's going to put himself in the game. You know it. <laughs> yeah, he's, even if he's not on the if he's, he's not on the team sheet, he's just like right. I can't. I'll do it. Like, give me the ball. Yeah, the guy's like, you can't. Uh, you got to give me the paper so I can put you in the fourth uh, official board, and he just kicks it out of his hand. <laughs> just roundhouse kicks that time board off. Yeah, I mean, I could. He just mic drop, grabs his testicles, and goes, 
Zlatan out. <laughs> Done. <laughs> and we'll be four feet away to record it again. <laughs> with Alexis hand in hand with Thierry Henry. <laughs> yeah, just I'm holding him like a baby. <laughs> Uh, right, guys, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, we we really do appreciate it. We love the show. If you've not caught these guys yet, I mean, hey, what are you doing with your lives? Second of all, it's at Soccer Cooligans and all the socials. Check them out. If you're, well, if you're listening to this podcast, you just, after this is finished, just type in Cooligans and you'll find them. But thanks so much, guys. One last thing, stay gully. Uh, thank, thank you so you, man, much, man. We appreciate it. MLS UK Show with Elliot Holman and Henry Hewitt. Thanks to Alexis and Christian for joining us on the show there. As I said before, you can catch them on Fubal TV in uh, North America. If you're in the UK, they're on, they've got a YouTube channel where all their podcasts go on as well. And of course, after this podcast, wherever you're listening, you can just search Soccer Cooligans and they'll show up. How much do they pay you for that? Um, it was kind of a deal. I'd get them on if I mentioned where they can, <laughs> where you can listen to them. Uh, no, thanks, guys, for joining us. Okay, uh, let's talk trades. There's been a lot going down already. Uh, still quite a few to go, I would imagine, as well. Yes, with everything that's happened. This is the thing, is that the trades have been forgotten about, but there's so much to talk about with the trades. Yeah. Uh, you've been covering it on our MLS UK social media, so I think you're the best guy to, to talk about the big ones, your favourites. Well, should we start with the expansion draft? Because that's always exciting, isn't it? Yes. What were your thoughts initially, before we before we dig into that, what were your thoughts initially on expansion draft? Who were the winners and losers there? Um, for me, you, you've got to look at Inter Miami as, as they got the better players. However, with Nashville, I don't know. I'm just I'm looking at Nashville and I'm thinking, there's got to be a plan. Do you know there's got to be... Because they went for certain types of players. They didn't necessarily go for the stars. You know, mm. they went for players that, I mean, a few of them even traded on, like Vasquez. Yeah. But uh, I think there's, I don't know if there's a plan somewhere with Nashville, but Inter Miami were impressive. Uh, Inter Miami, for me, did exactly what we expect. We think they're going to be the big flash team. We're going to go for big name players, um, a lot more foreign players, and that's exactly what, what they did. Um First pick was Ben Sweat, which I said to you, someone's going to pick Ben Sweat straight away. And it was into Miami. Now, that was the one that was maybe the least Miami-esque pick yeah. because he is kind of a, a homegrown player. He's played for the U.S. men's national team. Uh, so he's not going to take up a, an international roster spot. Nashville have only got two, uh, pl- n- two like non-domestic players on their roster currently. So they're clearly going for that more domestic approach. They've traded a few international spots away as well. So they're obviously looking for more of a, a US-based uh, roster. But the the another obvious one for me was Lean Win to Inter Miami because he was one of those big names on the list of unprotected players. So LAFC, obviously, the worst job in the world has to be trying to protect... Uh, your your LAFC roster yeah. for an expansion draft because they've just got so many brilliant, brilliant players and you, you can't keep them all. Uh, so one of them for me was always going to go uh, and I think if it was Miami picking, it was always going to be Lean Win. He's got experience, he's a big name. Um, he's uh, he's an, an interesting one because obviously he's getting older and older but I feel like he's still going to be really big for them. I, he's a starter. For, for an expansion side and he brings a lot of experience um, 
Other than that, they went for Alvis Powell from Cincinnati, so he's now at Inter Miami. Uh, and then Luis Argudo from Columbus and keeper Brian Meredith from Seattle. Nashville, as we said, did things a little bit differently. Um, Brendan Vazquez and Zarek Valentin were traded straight away. Mm-hmm. So they uh, took them and then flipped them for pieces they were more interested in, which... We've seen it before, Cincinnati, um, with Kai Kamara last year. Do you remember when Kai Kamara played for Cincy for about yeah. four minutes? Um, Legend. They, for they went for uh, <laughs> Abu Dhabi. He's done just as well as some, <laughs> some of their other players. Uh, Abu Dan Laddie was their number one pick from Minnesota, which is it's interesting. The guy uh, was obviously a, a pick in the Super Draft a few years back. Yeah. And I'd say over the three years, he's probably managed to play about a season. Because of injury, yeah, he's he's an, he's frustrating because I think he's got the potential. It's just injuries and and stuff as as you know has meant that obviously Minnesota that I felt we don't need to protect him. The pick that I think they've done well with um, that no one's really mentioning. Everyone's going on about Miami because they've got the big name players, Jaleel Anibaba from New England Revolution. Yeah, I thought that. I thought that's a that's a shrewd bit of business. Since Arena came in. Free, they're totally different to what they were under Brad Frieden. Yeah. Uh, so you have to just completely forget that New England failure under uh, Brad Friedel. Anibaba and the rest of their defence just became a, a totally different entity. And so I feel like people have looked at it and gone, mm, New England. But that's a good pickup. That's, yeah. that's a good pickup. Uh, and Jimmy Madranda from Sporting Kansas City as well. I like that. Yes, so it's going to be interesting to see about Inter Miami and Nashville. Uh, I always enjoy when there's two sides coming into it at the same time because you can kind of compare them. I'm sure they're not comparing themselves. Yeah, they're doing totally different things and they've yeah. apparently been talking as well. So their their front offices know each other quite well and they know that they're not really in competition because they're going for different things. Like I say, Miami going for that big mm. glamour, uh, big name players. And Nashville, I, they're just doing it quietly. And it's I kind of compare them to Minnesota in that... They're just getting the job done, and if they can make the playoffs, you know, maybe next year, the year after, they'll they'll be happy. They'll take that. Well, uh, later on, um, I'll be talking about. Uh, I've been looking into expansion teams, and uh, they, whether your history as a side matters when you're coming into MLS. So uh, I'll discuss that a little later on. But obviously, uh, the trades aren't just into Miami and Nashville. Established MLS teams have also been trading too. Uh, shall we start with uh, a trade that broke my heart, I've got to admit. Go on. Darlington Nagby. <laughs> I remember when we first started this podcast, uh, you know, MLS UK show OGs may remember this, but we sat in your living room, we put a few shirts in the background, yep. and we did some video clips promoting the podcast ahead of, not last season, the season before. Yeah. And uh, I, had, uh, I said about Darlington Nagby, I said if he can get him ticking Atlanta could be a shout for MLS Cup, and obviously they won. You know, they'll leave that there. But as one of the MLS Cup winners with Atlanta, he's, he's in my heart, and now he's, you know, he's in Columbus. So, but do you know what? Do you know what Atlanta have done really well here? Is that they traded him for the same price? They've got the money back that they invested mm, in him. That's true, actually. Plus, they've had two years of his service, one in MLS Cup, and he's now two years older. It's it's good. It's good if you're going to lose him. Because he's always going to want to go to Columbus and, yeah. and play for Caleb Porter. If you're going to lose him, that's the way to do it. Yeah, I, I get the feeling with MLS a, a bit more than other leagues, and this helps with the trades and stuff, is that, that teams are prepared to 
you you buy in a player or you bring in a player in for a few years. It's kind of like managers. If you think of managers in other leagues, like they get three years and then that's it, they're gone. Go somewhere else and the managerial merry-go-round, they call it. I think in MLS it's more the player merry-go-round because yeah. you get two or three years out of a player and it's like, right, okay, thank you, but you can go now. We'll have someone else. And I think that's just the case with Nagby is that he's had his, his time in Atlanta. He's done his purpose. They've won trophies. Now, okay, you can go to Columbus. And we'll bring someone younger and different in. Excited to see what young Paraguayan they bring in to replace <laughs> him. He's about 16 years old. Um, there's been a lot of trades. We know that the uh, the waivers are going on. So uh, teams have announced whose options they're picking up. So to, to explain this, um, a lot of players will have, um, if their contract is expiring, there'll be an option to to retain the player. Mm. Um, if they've been a fringe player or a backup and they don't really, they, they can't be bothered to keep them, then they uh, they leave the club and they're placed on uh, what we call waivers uh, so they can be picked up by other clubs. Their existing salary still stands though. So whoever picks them up would pick them up on their existing yeah. uh, salary. There's been a lot of to-ing and fro-ing because of that. Uh, it would be ridiculous to go through all of them. Obviously, this information is readily available on the internet. Um, but a few that I like, a few big trades. Montreal get Kyoto from Houston and send Cabrera the other way. Now, Montreal failed miserably in attacking this season yeah. because they had the injury to Piatti. So Piatti missed... He didn't miss all the season, but it felt like in fits and starts, he missed pretty much chunk, three quarters yeah. of the season. He, did, he never really got going, did he? No. Uh, knee injury kept him kept him out, and then he was back in training, and then they rushed him back, and then he didn't make it, then he was out again. Um, so attacking-wise, they were, they were fairly poor. They brought in lone players. They've got ridiculous amounts of wingers, but seem to struggle in attack. Uh, Anthony Jackson Hamill was there as well. He picked up an injury at the end of the season. So I like this. Kyoto, uh, big attacking player, goes to Montreal. Um, and Houston get Cabrera in return. Now, uh, Victor Cabrera sometimes played, sometimes didn't. Yeah, It's it's one of those. If you're going to bring someone in, you maybe have to sacrifice. He's, he's certainly better than a fringe player, but not a bad, not a bad player to sacrifice. Um, do you remember last season when we both said, oh, I like what Colorado are doing. <laughs> I like yeah. the trades that Colorado are making. You even more so. Yeah. Uh, do you remember how appalled you were when we looked at the yeah. uh, the bookmakers' odds for MLS and uh, Orlando and Colorado were dead last? And you were you were shocked. You were appalled, not because of Orlando, but because of Colorado. Yeah. And I guess the, we we realised that the bookies are very rarely wrong. I just I don't know. I just like even picking up Shinyashiki, you know, who obviously went on to win an award this year yeah. as well. Like I, I I it just seemed like it seemed. Good. It's, it all seemed good. Kai Kamara as well. I love, obviously. Mm. Um, but again, they're making waves. They're doing trades that I like. <laughs> Don't get caught in this again. Ready? Colorado will finish bottom of the, <laughs> the conference like every season. No, they can't do because, look, they, they get Austin Trusty yeah. from Philadelphia. Good signing. I'm a bit gutted for Philadelphia that they lose Trusty. Mm. Do you know how we always say Philly have got that team of... Uh, there's no big star players. Yeah. They just get on and get the job done. Obviously made the playoffs and, and won a playoff game for the first time in their history. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they're making progress, but they lose Trusty. He's gone to Colorado. No, I'm not interested in what Philly get in return because at the end of the day, they lost Austin Trusty and I think a lot of fans will be a bit gutted about that. Um, and 
Abubakar that they had on loan from Columbus yeah. uh, is staying in Colorado as well. So Trusty and Abubakar, that defense just got solid. It did, yes. I like it. But it is Colorado. Yeah. And we are used to them finish bottom. But no, I agree. Good start to this uh, close season. Maybe um, maybe we should use this to our advantage. If they do a load more good trades yeah. and it looks like they're going to do really well, the odds will be really like really good on them finishing bottom. So maybe we just back them early on to finish <laughs> bottom and then they still will anyway. Wow. <laughs> it's an interesting way of looking at it. Uh, but if we did that, they'd then finish top. True. Um, finally, Dax McCarthy to Nashville like this. Um, yes. Look, not an exciting player. He's not. I don't, I don't. It's like Michael Bradley, but he's going to do a job there in the he's midfield. He's what we need. Yeah, he's going to do a job. He'll probably be captain. Yeah. Um, they're gone for, uh, as we just mentioned, big domestic-based players. Um, Dax fits in perfectly there for me. He's got a, a lot of MLS experience. He's going to do a great job there. Do you think Nashville have looked at what happened with uh, Cincinnati and maybe thought, mm, okay, we won't, we yeah. won't really go down that route? Because I guess into Miami have gone down that route a bit more. You know, with the more known sort of players. Yeah, but since. <sighs> I don't like bashing Cincy because we love them as a club. Yeah. I, I, but the roster was just all over the place. Yeah, I, yeah. I think, you know, we know that there's people within the club that listen as well. And so I'm not even, I'm not like mincing my words on purpose, but like basically that roster, they couldn't pick a best 11 at the end of the season, let alone at the start of it. It do, was just all over the place. Do you think that, as I said, I'm going to, I will talk about it now actually because it makes it. aligns to what we're talking about Uh, so if you go to our brand new website it's still mls.show but you've made it look shiny and uh, improved it Uh, so uh, we're going to start doing some blogs so my first blog was is it better to enter MLS with no history or a history in USL and and stuff Mm. like that so uh, obviously I've compared into Miami and Nashville and I've looked back over the last 10 years so if you head to our website you can read that the aim is to look and try and guess with, if we can see who will do better this season, whether it's Nashville or into Miami. But if you look back at FC Cincy, they had the good players, but also because they had that squad that was already there, do you think that bringing in these players has upset the rhythm of the squad that was already there? Because if you've got a squad that's in USL, like Nashville have, they're already, uh, they know each other, they know how each other play and everything. Suddenly, you've got seven or eight, nine MLS players coming in and they're automatically going to start. Does it upset things a bit, do you reckon? It's difficult, isn't it? Because you want that core uh, player group to remain the same, but you desperately need experience. You need better players than in the USL. I think that's a fact. I think that's a, that's obvious. But yeah, you're right. Do we start again from scratch and... You know, it's harsh on the history, the foundation of the club. I mean, James O'Connor used to play for Orlando. James O'Connor lifted silverware with Orlando as a player. Yeah. Do you carry them over? Does that always work? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, so, you know, it's, it is difficult. I think Nashville and Miami, as we discussed, are going at it from very different angles. But since he last year, I mean, th- there was just no, no set core. It changed all the time. The the starting eleven changed. The goalkeeper was changing week in week out as well. I just think you have to go with what you believe and try and make it work. You can't just keep flitting from from one eleven to the other to another and then adding more players when the transfer window opens. They ended up with a massive roster of 
quite honestly, some bang average players. There were some good players that I felt a little bit sorry for. Yeah. Some didn't even get a look in. But there was mainly a squad of average players that, you know, didn't didn't prove themselves. No. Um, and I think the fact that if you look at uh, Powell has moved on, he's been picked up. Yep. That shows what, exactly what you've just said. They had a, a, a bunch of players that are really good. Like Powell came from Portland. He'd come from an MLS Cup team. Yeah, yeah. And then obviously he's, he's, he's so not... So did Addy. Well, less so. But... Uh, <laughs> But um, yeah, Powell has, has now moved on to into Miami. So I think, uh, but I think Vasquez will be a good signing for them. I yeah. think he's what they need. I agree. I think they've got a big off season. They need to do a lot of shifting. Um, they're getting a lot of things in place, and you know, um, training facility looks really, really good. Uh, the current stadium is incredible. The fan base is amazing. The new stadium is going to be brilliant. So they're going to be they're going to be a team. They're going to be one to watch. And we like we like Cincy. Uh, love the passion, love the fans. I, I love a lot of what they stand for. So, you know, having a bash at their roster from last year, I, I'm just, uh, let's be honest, they finished bottom. I'm just telling the truth. I don't think any fans are going to turn no, around and go. No one's disagreeing with yeah, us there, yeah. are they? I, I, do feel, I do feel harsh, but it's just the truth. Um, but yeah, if you want to check out Henry's blog as he explores uh, whether it's better to maybe have a bit of USL history. Uh, as in be an expansion side uh, or just rock on up like Atlanta and Miami uh, head to our website mls.show yes on there as well we have all of our MLS UK affiliates on there if you are from the UK or if you enjoy our point of view on MLS and want to hear more UK points of view there's loads of supporters groups podcasts blogs that cover the individual teams um, how many is there is there like 10 11 <laughs> Great question. Maybe 12. So, like, pretty much half the league. There's already one for Austin as well. Into Miami have got one. So, uh, yeah, there's loads of this UK opinion on MLS, so you can check it out on there as well. Quick rundown. Yeah. Toronto, New York Red Bulls, uh, Chicago Fire, Houston Dynamo, LAFC, New England Revolution, Philadelphia Union, NYCFC, DC United, Into Miami, and Austin. Yes, yeah, so if you support any of those teams and, you, and you're in the UK and you feel that you want to be a part of what they're doing, head to our website. You can see what the, like, we'll link you then to what they're doing. I forgot Orlando, sorry. sorry. <laughs> Orlando City, UK as well. Right, so it's... Awkward. <laughs> so it's the last week of November, which means it's Thanksgiving in the uh, in the States. So, happy Thanksgiving, guys. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving. I was in the UK, I'll just wait till Christmas. Um, but uh, I thought this is a great opportunity for us to then think about what we're thankful for. But mm, Put me on the spot. Within MLS. So, Elliot... Let's paint the picture. Mm-hmm. It's just me and you at our family table, our MLS UK show family table. <laughs> it's getting a bit weird already, isn't it? We've got um, the turkey in the middle, mashed potatoes. I don't know what else they have. Vegetables, gravy. So it's just me and you on like a candlelit Well, yeah, candlelit, candlelit yeah, yeah, for Thanksgiving. A little bit uh, strange, I'll be honest. Can we just... Thanksgiving is a family occasion. <laughs> Get your mind out of the gutter. <laughs> uh, so if I was to say we were to hold hands, <laughs> like we do, I've seen on TV, and go, what I am thankful Wait, for is... why are we is... holding hands? <laughs> I don't know, we do it on TV. <laughs> really I pick up a spoon of mashed potato. Sp- spoon in there? <laughs> put it in your mouth. Uh, if I was to say, Elliot, what are you thankful for? Why are you putting for? it in my mouth? 
I don't make the rules for Thanksgiving. This is what I've seen on TV. Okay. And the internet. Well, we won't talk okay. about that. Okay. Uh, so, Elliot, what are you thankful for with in MLS? Um, I'm just going to ditch that now. That's weird. <laughs> uh, I'm thankful for the fact there's no relegation in MLS. <laughs> <laughs> that is something to be thankful for, yeah, as an Orlando fan. Um, well, on that topic, I'm <laughs> thankful that I didn't choose Orlando to support. Oh, come on. <laughs> come on, I mean, that right. is something to be thankful for. You could have chosen since it. It could have been worse. <laughs> oh, no, I mean, I, I, see your, I see you every Monday after, you know, during the MLS season and you're never happy. True. Yeah, okay, I'll give you that one. What's he dropping in for? Why is he taking so many changes? Why can't we win a game? That is my Mondays with you. So on Thursday, we'll probably tweet that out. We'll probably tweet, uh, what are you thankful for in MLS? So we'd love you to uh, get back to us on Instagram as well. It's at MLS UK show. And uh, if you are sat around the table with someone special... We hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. <laughs> Imagine if, like, there's a fa- if, if there's a family out there having their Thanksgiving dinner, and they've got us on in the background. <laughs> I mean, first of all, why would you do that? <laughs> no, but also thanks. Here's Martin Gay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, think of us in the UK, still at work. Although we do get the benefits of Black Friday now, so that's that's kind of becoming like a yeah, holiday. Yeah, we're basically just merging with America slowly, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. First, it was Halloween. Now we've got Black Friday. Yeah. I think we'll just do Thanksgiving next year. Well, any excuse for turkey and gravy. Yeah, I mean. So that's it for this episode of the MLS UK show. Uh, before we go, we've got to reveal the player of the game with a changing name. Yeah, so uh, John Atlanta fans, uh, who also appears to be a Coventry City fan, said it's about time we had a Coventry player on. Yep. Uh, and Stephen and Norwich fans said, come on, where's the Norwich players at? Uh, so I've combined the two requests. And this uh, this week's player started their career at Lincoln in 93 and also made 94 appearances for Coventry and 174 for Norwich before moving to MLS in 2008. He played against David Beckham, no less. I know it is. And this is your probably your favourite. What up there is your favourite Norwich player ever, isn't he's it? He's up there. He's uh, not quite Grant Hull, but he's up there. Okay, so did he play for San Jose Earthquakes? He did. Is it Darren Huckabee? It is Darren Huckabee. I can't believe we haven't done him before. No, I think it was too obvious, though. I think I, in my head, I've got every week, it's going to be Darren Huckabee this week. <laughs> so I was always going to get that. Uh, well done. If you got that as well, we'll do another one on the next episode. And if you've got a suggestion, uh, send it to us uh, in a private message on Twitter, at MLS UK Show. Yes, but then whichever one of us is the first to see it, we've then got to hide it from the other one. True. Before we go... Are we going to be brave and tease who we want to get on the show next week or not? Mm, no, it is an MLS <laughs> player. I don't think that's wise. I'll tell you why, because when we worked on a uh, together on a hit music radio show, which yeah. I still work on, we get guests on, you know, celebrities, you know, Shawn Mendes, Camila Cabello, that sort of artist. And uh, whenever we would promote that we've got a guest coming on before oh. we've done the interview... yeah. They would cancel. So. so so I'd be on air and I'd be like, right, uh, join us tomorrow when Bruno Mars is going to be my guest. Join us from 7 o'clock. 
And then, like, we'd come off air, and then 10 minutes later, we'd get an email going, um, yeah, so the Bruno Mars interview's been cancelled. Uh, it's been rearranged <laughs> for two weeks' time. We're like, oh. Yeah. So, so we're a little bit superstitious about it, but we've got, uh, we've got an MLS player that's hopefully going to be on the show next week. The only clue I'll give you at the moment is Elliot would be looking forward to it more than me. So you can probably guess which team he plays for. Although, in my defence, you kind of chose the player and organised it. Yeah, that's true, yeah. So, because you're a secret fan. No, it's because it's nearly Christmas. You know, we've had our Thanksgiving dinner hand in hand. And, uh, you know, I just want to give you a present. Oh. <laughs> Thanks very much for the Cooligans <laughs> joining us earlier in the show. If you want to listen to any of our previous podcasts, you can do on our brand spanking new updated website, mls.show. We've got guests like Kaylin Carr, Tom Barlow of uh, New York Red Bulls. Greg Ranjit Singh was also on, who congratulations on his move to Minnesota. Good luck. And we've had Mo Adams on as well, so you can listen all there. Uh, you can also, if we would really appreciate it if you give the podcast a rating on your podcast provider. But Elliot, there is one rule if you want to rate us. Five stars only. Yeah, and leave a comment as well. That's always nice. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next time with Season 2, Episode 27. Go on. Do your catchphrase. See ya. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.